Those who receive and those who are skeptical, those who want to uh, discredit what is going on, those who, but, but you either are a believer or a non-believer. That's it. There is, there, it's not an it's not a, a, a ethnic thing or a cultural thing or, or a social status thing. It's belief or unbelief. That is, that is what it is. It's believers or, or non-believers. So we find those who believe and those who don't. They just witnessed a miraculous thing happen. They just witnessed Lazarus come from the grave. Jesus called him from the grave and he walked out of that grave. And they just witnessed this. And now, I don't know about you, but if I had witnessed that, I don't know that I would have been a skeptical of anything else that Jesus did. But yet, we find ourselves in the place, in his presence, every single day of our lives, and we'll let things bring us to doubt, to worry, to question. Because things don't always go right. I don't know about you, but in our lives, anyway, things don't always go right. Sometimes they're nuts. Most of the time, they're nuts. But they witness him raise him from the dead. And I want to I just kind of hone in this morning. And I, I don't understand how that a group of people had witnessed the undeniable, the undeniable miracle. But yet they had two totally different responses. Because they all seen the same thing. They watched with their eyes. They seen this. But two people, uh, two sets of eyes can see the same thing. But two sets of eyes can also respond in two totally different ways. And we find in your word in Acts chapter 17, verses 32 through 34, it says, And when they had heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. Others said, We'll hear uh, you again of this matter. So Paul departed. This was Paul preaching. He departed from them. And, and how be it certain men clave unto him and believed among which, uh, uh, them, which was Dionysius of, uh, of the Arapagate, and the woman named Damaris, and the others with him. So a person of the great high council, or the great high court of Athens, believed, but yet others were mocking. We have people that are in church, all have been in church their whole lives. But the church has never been in them. And, I, and what I mean is, we just show up. I've said this time and time and time again, and I don't say this to be mean or belittle the church, but I, I, I do understand why so many people are tired of church. Because church for so many people have become an ha has become a habit or a thing that we do. And we use it as an excuse to do whatever it may be. But I want to tell you your association or your affiliation with a certain place doesn't make you better than. It doesn't make us high or lofty. It make it what in fact it should be doing when we experience and have that relationship with Christ. It should make us come lower and lower and lower. Because if we understand that Jesus was a servant, that's, that's, that's the life of a believer, of a Christian, is to be Christ-like first and foremost. And that, and that in itself will never boast of itself, of, of us. So a person of, of the great court of Athens believed, but yet others mocked. And they were, they were seeing and they were hearing the same thing, but they were, they were different responses. Can I tell you that it's not eye problems or, or ear problems, it's a heart problem, it's a heart issue. Because when we can be in the presence of the Almighty God, when we can sit and we can sing praises to Him, and we can come and we can, we're talking about God the Creator who spoke uh, creation into existence, whom we cry out to when we're in trouble and when we're in need, that God is the God that we serve. And that God is the, is the God whose presence we are in. And yet we leave 
because we don't think that we felt or, 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 or got what we needed. It's us. It's a heart issue. How do we respond? How do we receive? So the, the same applies to, to the drawing and conviction of the Holy Spirit. Because, see, they had seen a great miraculous thing. You're here today, you're watching today, or you will watch, not by chance, but because I believe there are no coincidences. The Holy Spirit ordains everything, whether you believe it or not. So that uh, the, the drawing of the Holy Spirit, the same applies. Some respond, and some will reject. Listen, I, I can't stand here in front of you today and say that I have responded every time the Holy Spirit drew me. There are times I knew that he was drawing me to do whatever it may be, and I didn't do it. I'm not proud of it, but I, I'm not better than anybody else. I, I was like, I don't know. Maybe another time. If you remember about seven years ago, I may, uh, it was six years ago or so. It was a Friday morning. There was a Bible study going on, and there was a young man parked over here on the side. I walked out to check on this young man. This young man had, uh, obviously, I'm not going to, I'm just going to say he was probably had been, had, had been on a binge of using drugs. He was resting in his car, and I came out, and he was startled, and he was like, I'm going to leave. I said, no, you can stay here and rest as long as you want. But I walked back in, and the Holy Spirit checked me, and he said, why didn't you tell him about me? And I don't know if you remember this or not. I told you. I immediately turned and I walked back out to go tell this man about Jesus, and he was gone. And I don't know if I'll ever see him again, but it's a moment that has stuck with me, that's vivid, because when you don't do what exactly the Holy Spirit is drawing you to do, you'll know. You'll know. And I don't say it proudly. I don't say it boastfully, but we've all been there. I'm saying it because I'm no better than anybody else. We've all missed those opportunities. So, so when, when, when the Holy Spirit is drawing, we'll either respond or we'll re we will reject. We'll believe or not believe. So we go through and we find an Acts, and, and we just read, but we go on in Acts, and we find that Stephen was preaching in Acts chapter 7. And in verse 51, because of what Stephen was preaching, it was not received. And, and Stephen came and he didn't woo them with, with just uh, uh, soothing words. Stephen, in fact, said, You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do you. We don't like to hear that kind of thing today because it just offends us. But sometimes there is a blunt word that needs to be spoken. Because sometimes we have sugarcoat everything else that we, the church has been sugarcoating stuff for so long. There's so many people who've got, I call it spiritual diabetes. We need to hear the truth. So Moses had in fact told those of the days of old. In Deuteronomy 10, verse 16, he, he pretty much told them the same thing. He said, circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart, and, and be no more stiff-necked. Quit being hard-headed. I, I am hard-headed. This morning, I'm also a shiny-headed person. But, uh, Ashton was wondering what kind of uh, grease I had on my head or something. But... <laughs> We are all hard-headed because we're people. We're people. 
But Stephen was warning them, I'm preaching the truth you don't want to hear. Uh, Moses was trying to take them to the promised land. They complained and murmured and groaned and moaned all the time. And he was telling them to quit basically being hearted, to quit being stiff-necked. You don't got it together. Men, through prejudices and sinful habits and carnal tendencies, they become hardened enough to, to resist even the most powerful drawing of the Holy Spirit. How? Look at our society today. I made a simple post the other day that turned into uh, what could have been a World War III. I, I didn't want to engage in it, but it was simply this, because all the holy days are coming. And I made a simple post that you can reserve all the holy days you want, and it does not make you a child of God. It only makes you religious. Meaning that if that's all you're placing your faith in, is observance of holy days, then you're no better than the Pharisees that wanted Christ crucified. It's a change of heart. And it's a change that takes place when Christ enters in. And you submit yourself to God. And you submit yourself to His way. Because Christ on Calvary's cross fulfilled the law. He fulfilled the the sacraments and, and the sacrifices that we can't fulfill. We don't have to keep the holy days. Now, hear me, because this is what we were accused, or I was accused of. Grace is not a license to live like you want. It's not a license to go steal, kill, and, 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 and all of those things. That's not it at all. The law is still there, but Christ fulfilled the law. And we know that law pointed out sin, and the sacrificial system of law could only cover sin. But praise God, because of the death on Calvary's cross, he didn't just cover the sin. He gave the power to take sin away. <coughs> so there's where you find in your word that in Christ you are a new creation. You're not just covering a rusty spot or sanding it away. He makes us new. People don't like this. Why? Because it offends them. I'm doing good. This is what I've been told to do. The hardest thing in life to learn is, or, or, is, is unlearn what you've been taught if it's wrong. So, so man, through their prejudices and, and their ideas and their ideology and their teaching and their ways and their, their strength and their abilities, and, and they get caught up in their way and their walk that, 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 that can harden the heart to the point that it will resist the most powerful drawing of the Holy Spirit. And it's unbelief, not things, it's unbelief that causes ones to perish. So, I, I, again, I, they were talking about it this morning. Uh, Noah said, are you ready for a cold winter? And I'm so skeptical of the news people. Because they tell, I mean, just what, we were supposed to get like eight inches of rain just the other day. And I, God, I thank God we didn't. But they're always wrong. I'm always skeptical of the weather people. You're going to get snow, and I'm not going to buy bread and milk because I never eat a milk sandwich before in my life anyway. I don't know why we, we do that here, but uh, we do. Ron, did y'all eat milk sandwiches in New Jersey? Y'all didn't have to? Okay. <laughs> uh, it's a delicacy here in the South when it snows, I, if, just in case you were wondering. But anyway. So unbelief causes one, and I'm a skeptical person to certain areas and certain things. And, and I, but, but the moment that I said yes to Jesus, the skepticism of who he is and what he is capable and able of doing, it, it went away. 
There are times in my life that the enemy will try to come in and, and it will make me skeptical or make me doubt or have unbelief in my heart. But I want to tell you, I'm always reminded of his word because I've read it and it's in me. But greater is he that is in me than he that's in this world. So we ask, how could one witness such a great miracle? Jesus calling Lazarus forth to come out of the grave, come out of the tomb. Because he had been there four days. Even when he's four days late, he's always on time. They've been there four days, but now he lives. So how in the world could they doubt and still oppose Christ? The same questions asked for church folk today. How could you experience the moving and operating of the Holy Spirit in your own personal life? How could you sit in the presence of the Almighty God and still doubt he's real? It's unbelief. We want, to be pro we want something proven to us. I don't have to prove what's already been done. I don't have to prove that I am alive in Christ because I know. You can't experience what I've experienced. You can, but you can't experience my personal experience. When, when we go to, to the mountains and those type of things, you know, I, I guess it's no secret. I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie, and I... I don't want to walk in the water. I want to jump off of a cliff into the water. And, and, and you can talk about the thrill, but you can only experience it if you just jump. And I know that fails in comparison with the relationship with the Lord, but you can hear about it all of your life. And you can wonder how can somebody be happy in such a, 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 a perilous time, or how can you be shouting and loving and, and clapping and, and raising your hands when things are just crazy? How can this happen? Because it's this, I have, or you have, or someone has an experience or an encounter with the, the life-changing power of the Holy Spirit in their life, and they know that their rest and their peace and their hope isn't in, in keeping things, it's in praising the one who's already done everything and resting in him. So the, the same can be said of many today. The, 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 he did the same with the sinner because the word tells us that we were dead in our trespasses and sin. It does. Read in Ephesians. That we were dead before Christ, you were dead in your, because that's the penalty of sin, it's death. So we had no hope, we had no joy, we had no peace. There was a constant longing for something. The enemy always does uh, subtly, he works subtly, he takes little by little by little by little. The person right now, wherever they may be, that's, that's cooking heroin in a spoon to eject it into their veins. Never thought that this is what my life would be. The, the person who, who is, who is, who is jonesing to, to get that next high or whatever it may. Never thought this is my intent to what I'll set out to be this way. My brother pastors a church in Gastonia, North Carolina. We're in North Carolina, but people are watching and have no idea where Gastonia is. And my brother would tell you, and he ain't proud of it, but he would... He would he would tell you it was never my intent to take the first sip of alcohol that I would become an alcoholic before I graduated high school. Nor would my other brother who would tell you that it was never my intent to have my stomach pumped because of alcohol poisoning more than once. That was never my intent, but the enemy works subtly. And I want to tell you that God's here today to work suddenly in your life, but you've got to believe.
We want to play with things and we want to tiptoe around these things and we want to dabble in stuff that we got no business in because we think we can control and we can handle. No, you can't. Nor can I. Nor can I. Where are you going with this, Jason? I'm going here. Do you believe or do you not? They saw Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead. Some believed, some didn't. So we ask this question, he saved our soul from going to a devil's hell, and yet there are many times that we, and myself is included, that I doubted. In the middle of this thing that's going on, this pandemic or pandemic or whatever you want to call it, this political garbage or whatever it may be, I've, I've found myself worrying about things that I've never worried about in my life. And, it, and, and I'm going to tell you, it wasn't about getting covid It was, it was stupid stuff. I ain't never worried about my life. Because this is how the enemy works. He'll use whatever he can, wherever he can, to, to affect you in a way that only he can. And you begin to let doubt and worry and, and those things creep in and you, all of a sudden your faith is, is moved from what Christ has done in your life to you handling situations. There are many times that I didn't enter his gates with thanksgiving nor his courts with praise. Can I tell you that there have been times in your life that you haven't either? And if you're wondering what is Lakeside Church, we're a body of whosoever's. We're a bunch of people. I told Sister Gunner's sister yesterday, I wasn't going to lie to her. I, yes, I look not like this 95% of the time. I was in blue jeans, cowboy boots, and a t-shirt. This is what I look like 95% of the time. We're a body of whosoever's. Black, white, yellow, brown, uh, uh, Hispanic, and, and American, and whatever else, German, and, and everything else. We're all body of believers that, you know what, we're all saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I believe that he's still, that he's still doing what he promised he would do. He told us it, through a tongue and interpretation several years ago that I will bring them from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And he's doing it. Let me, let me get back here. So, so I was there, me personally, I was there when, when the Lord saved me. I was there. You were there when the Lord saved your soul. You were there, and, 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 and there was no doubt that he saved me, that he changed me. I couldn't explain it. I didn't have the understanding that I have now, and I couldn't tell you all of these things, but I just knew something happened in my life. You were there at that moment that it happened for you. And, and uh, I, was, I was saved, but I was miserably saved for a long time. What, what do you mean, Jason? I mean that I found myself caught up in trying to earn and trying to receive things that I couldn't earn. I was trying to get caught up in doing all the good stuff and doing all the right things. And I was finding myself to be miserable because I was worn out. Because I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But, but here's the thing. We can, we can no longer just show up. I was doing stuff, but I wasn't living the word. If, am I making sense to you guys? We can no longer, as believers, just show up. Now, we want to see you. We love you. We're glad to see you. But there's more to it than just showing up. It's living the word. 
I've said this, and I guess this will be a theme for, for however long it is there, but I'll say it again. Let your life live louder than your fingers. Turn social media off. Go love somebody. Go, go, go hug some. Well, if they'll let you hug them, I don't know. But fist bump them or something. or I don't know what you do. But, but James 1 and verse 22 says, But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Why? Because when you're only a hearer, you're deceiving yourself. You know, the older I get, the, the more I understand that um, my metabolism is not quite what it used to be. <laughs> I can still eat a dozen donuts. I mean, I can knock it down. But it just don't go away like it used to. Uh, so I have to he not only hear what is good for me, I've got to do what's good for me physically. So I understand that in my walk with the Lord as I grow spiritually, that I not only just hear the word, but I make sure that that word is applying to my life. Because when the word is applied, I'm not only just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And I'm not doing to get stuff. I'm doing because all the work's already been done. Psalm 34 and verse 1 says, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. 1 Peter 2 and verse 9, we know this, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. That you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness. Are we, a, we awake this morning? Do I need to turn the air conditioning? It's hot in here to me anyway. He called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He called you out. Psalm 69 and verse 30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song and, and will magnify him with thanksgiving, Psalm 71, verse 23 says, My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing unto you, and my soul, my soul, not just my lips, but my soul which you have redeemed. Why? Because there's been a change that's taken place in my life. Psalm 103, 1 through 3 says, Bless the Lord, all my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Have we forgotten the benefits of the Lord? That we are joint heirs with Christ Jesus when we have received him as Lord and Savior? Have we forgotten the benefits? What benefits? Peace that passes understanding, joy unspeakable, even a song the angels don't know. We're talking about healing and deliverance and walking in victory. The benefits of Calvary's cross that we would not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 3, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals, not some, but all your diseases. See, we think, well, ain't nobody been here before. Let me tell you something. God already knew beforehand, before you were created. He ain't no, nothing's catching him by surprise. He said, I'll take care of them all. Name it. There ain't nothing stronger than me. Nothing's better than me. Nothing's bigger than me. There's nothing that I can't handle. But he, won't ha he will handle it, but he can't because we won't let him. Because we want to do it. We want to fix it. We want to take care of it. 
Psalm uh, 111 verse 1 says, Praise you the Lord. I will praise the Lord with, a, with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. I think there's probably a little, a little uh, theme going on here talking about praising the Lord. Psalm 113 verses 1 through 3 says, Praise you the Lord. Praise, praise, O you servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun unto the going down the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Man, in the morning when you get up, <laughs> before your feet hit the floor, guess what? You're blessed. Why? Because you're a child of God. It don't matter if you got zeros in your bank account and there's no number in front of those zeros. Or if you got numbers, a lot of them in front of those, praise God for that. As long as there ain't a negative right there. <laughs> still praise him anyway. You're still, you're still, we've been in the negative. But he's still in control and you're still a child of God. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Why? Because he's worthy to be praised. So, so how is it that we can sit in the presence of the Almighty God? How is it that we can come and assemble together and not forsake the assembling of the saints? How is it that we can come and sing about his glory and his majesty and there's no God like Jehovah and yet we walk out carrying the garbage that we brought in? And saying, if I could just experience it like that person. My life could just be as good as theirs. Don't, don't ask that. Brother Neese said something the other day, and I, I've heard, I, I never heard it put this way. That green grass that you're looking for, there's a septic tank underneath there. <laughs> so don't think you always want that. There's something making it green. So we, we sit and we, we talk about the goodness of God, but yet we leave the same. We leave unchanged. And it's more than just being excited. It's knowing what we're excited about. So I rejoice in knowing that John 14, verse 18 says, His, his word tells me that I will not leave you comfortless. <coughs> I won't leave you comfortless. Knowing that I have a comforter in times of, of turmoil and, and trial. He said, I'll come to you. Jesus told the disciples in John 16 and verse 7 that I tell you the truth, it's expedient for you. <laughs> what he always did and what he always does is for the benefit of you, the believer. It's expedient for, for, for you that I go away. For if I not go away, the comforter will not come unto you. Why would Jesus tell them this? Just spent time with him. They walking with him and learning and being discipled and, and growing in their in their and, and, and but he now he's telling them at the time's coming, I gotta go away. And it's for your benefit. Because what he's telling them, and they don't really understand right that at that moment, is that right now I am with you. But when I go to Calvary's cross and I, I defeat death, hell, and the grave, and when I ascend to heaven, not only will I be with you, but I'm coming again unto you to comfort you, and I, can't, I won't just be with you, but now I will live in you. Who is the comforter? It's not the Holy Spirit. The comforter is not found in a bottle it's not found rolled up and smoked. It's not found injected or snorted or, or sniffed or whatever else. That's not the comforter. There is one comforter. That's the Holy Spirit. 
And let, let me say this. Because believers and people who have never been bound by anything make the simple statement, we'll just stop. Let me tell you something. It takes the power and operation of the Holy Spirit to make one quit. I got a brother who struggled uh, as an alcoholic for over 20 years. And he ha if his, the decision came, either you quit or you will die. That's, he tried. And don't, I can't tell you how many church people said, just stop. So I want to tell you, it takes the power. If you're, I don't know why I'm saying this, but it, it takes the power of the Holy Spirit to break those bondage, those chains of bondage in your life. And it don't just have to be though. It can be anything. Pride. <laughs> Selfishness. Unforgiveness. Uh, a haughty spirit. It, it takes the power of the Holy Spirit. So, so I rejoice because I know that He will not leave me comfortless. I rejoice because I know that the Comforter has come, the Holy Spirit. And I believe, I believe that He's able. And I asked the question, I asked it before, do you believe? Do you believe? Do, and, and if you do, then you, you have to receive. I, I, I know that the, I have the same peace that Jesus had. How do I know this? Because he told me so in John 14 and 27. His word told me. It was out of the mouth of Jesus he spoke these words. Peace I leave with you. My peace. This is Jesus speaking. My peace I give unto you. Not you. You ain't got to earn it, Sam. You don't have to dance for it. You don't have to stand on your hands and walk. You receive me. I'm giving you my peace. It's a peace the world ain't going to give you. It's a peace that they can't take from you. I, listen, he said, go. He went on to say, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Why would he say this? Because I know that crazy times are coming your way. But if you'll take hold of what I'm telling you right now, if you'll take hold of what I promised you, if you'll receive me, you'll receive the peace that I give. And when they do come, not if. But when it does come, you're not going to be troubled and you're not going to be afraid. You're going to rest in me. Second Corinthians, I hit this a while ago, 5.17. I don't have to dwell on the past failures. <laughs> we like to bring up people's past. If you do that, stop. <laughs> stop. If you're married... Stop. Don't stop being married. Stop bringing up the failures or the junk. It's over. Today's a new day. I, when you leave this parking lot, you're not going to put your car in reverse and drive backwards all the way home. It ain't going to happen. If you do, video it. You'll get lots of looks. Look at this ding-a-ling. You don't live there. Why? Why do we have to live in our past failures? This is this verse. This, the, the word tells us, therefore, if any man, woman's included in this, be in Christ, he is a new creature. We don't like that word creature. A creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Stop living in who you were. You're not that person anymore. This is why I say, and I, we catch a lot of flack, why celebrate recovery? Such a stupid idea. 
you're having believers say that, hey, I'm such and such, I'm an I'm a alcoholic. The Word just tells me if you're a believer, you're a new creation. That's, not, that's who you were, but that's not who you are. Is the temptation still there? Of course it is. Because every man's tempted. But that's not who you are. You're in essence taking off the, 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 the garment of praise and putting back on that spirit of heaviness. We think we got a good idea. Let me tell you something. The good idea come from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He said, come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Really ain't an idea, it's a command. But we're looking for a scapegoat, we're looking for a reason to coexist and to co-inhabit. Uh-uh, let me tell you something. There is one God, there is one way, there is one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. He quickened me. He made me alive when I was dead in trespasses and sin. I rejoice because Ephesians 2 and verse 13 says, In Christ I am made nigh by the blood. <laughs> in Christ. I'm brought in by Christ. I'm made close by the blood of Jesus Christ. I now have access into the holy of holies. I don't have to have somebody do it for me. I don't have to have somebody to go into the throne room of, of, of God for me. I've got access. i got a key. I can go on in any time I want to. Ephesians 1 and verse 3 says, In Christ I am blessed with all, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. I'm blessed with all of it. So yes, there is still healing and miracles and all those things that still happen, but it's because of Christ. Verse 7 says in, in Ephesians 1, In Him I am redeemed through His blood. Verse 11 of chapter 1 in Ephesians says, In Christ I have obtained an inheritance. So if they ask you if you're rich, yeah, I got an inheritance that money came by. They'll look at you crazy, that's all right. Ephesians 1 and 13 tells me I am sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And then in Acts 17 and verse 28, it tells me that I, in Him, I live and move and have my being in Christ. So right now, you've got untold, probably millions, trying to do stuff to gain favor that you can't gain, to live holy. You ain't going to make it. And, and, and the post that I made the other day come from a Christian thing that I heard just passing by the TV. If you'll learn about the holy days, it will draw you closer to God. And what I'm about to say will probably stir some controversy, but it's okay. No, when you submit yourself to God, and you ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten the eyes of your understanding, then you'll begin to draw closer to him. You can learn about all the stuff. And I, listen, if you do that, I'm not saying you're going to hell and I'm not telling you you're a terrible person, but if that's where your faith is and that's where you're deciding that this, this defining moment in my life is going to happen when I learn to celebrate the, the, the feast days, then you're saying that Jesus lied on Calvary's cross when he said it is finished. You don't have to do this anymore. 
because you can't keep the law. You can't. No man could. And I know that seems tough and it seems blunt, but it is the truth. You've got people in bondage to religion. And religion is a more dangerous drug than anything else. Do we believe or do we not? What will it take? What will it take for some of us to respond to the drawing and moving and operating of the Holy Spirit in lives? What will it take? What will it take? Because I, I think this question may have, may have come through Joshua's mind and, and when he was speaking in Joshua chapter 21, verses 14 through 15. Joshua said, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in, in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods, little g, gods, which your father served on the other side of the flood. Knowing that, that hey, it didn't work out. <laughs> it wasn't working out too good then. But yet you still want what they had. So put away though the, the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And, and serve ye the Lord. If it seem evil unto you. This is verse 15. If it seem evil unto you serve the, to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you'll serve. Whether the gods, the little g, gods which your fathers served, who were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We're trying to make something better when it was never good to begin with. It just don't. You can't. I, I don't. I don't know a whole lot about vehicle. I mean, I do. I know some, but I do know this. Uh, if if our 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 Yukon's got some rough spots, <laughs> spots on it. Yeah, I can paint over. Well, I can't. I, I could. It look bad. But if I take it to Jason and he just paints over the rust spots, what's gonna happen? It's going to be a painted rust spot. And it's still going to be eaten away. And then one day I'm going to take it to the car wash. I'm going to go through the Sam's car wash down there. And I got these high pressure jets. And I'm going to come out with a hole in my fender. I was like, dear God, how strong are those jets? This has happened. This happened. So I know it's there. But this is what we're doing. We're trying to cover up something that needs to be fixed. Anthony does body work and all that stuff too. And I, and I hope to God y'all don't, y'all, I know y'all don't do this. Y'all cut out that junk because it's cancerous. There's one way to fix it. Make it new. Re, re, listen, surrender. Lay it down. Terrence said when he's preaching weeks ago, victory comes through surrender, not wrestling. So a choice has got to be made. Matthew 6 and verse 24. And singers, musicians, you can make your way up. I'll be through in a moment. Maybe 10 or so. Matthew 6 and verse 24 says, No man can serve two masters. For either he'll have, hate the one and love the other, or else he'll hold the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in mammon. Can't do it. This, this was Paul speaking to the church of Galatia. You can't mix law and grace. Yet grace doesn't give you a license to live like you want. You can't serve the devil and God. You can't walk with the Lord and hold hands with the devil. It just don't work. 
Unbelief will cause the heart to be hardened. Unbelief is driven by pride. And it's unbelief that will cause one to try to destroy what God has started. It was unbelief that crucified Christ. It was unbelief who beheaded John the Baptist. It was unbelievers who stoned Stephen. And it was unbelief that imprisoned Paul. So Isaiah 59 and 19 says, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and His glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. 1 John 4 and 4 tells us that greater is he that is in us than he that's in this world. There are some people who would like nothing more. Though some people are driven by the, the, the devil, would like nothing more than to see your life be destroyed. Why? Because John 10 and 10 tells us that the thief come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and give it more abundantly. You can either listen what the enemy saying or you can respond to the drawing of the Holy Spirit. Where Philippians 1 and verse 6 has been confident of this very thing. He which began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Paul knew all of these things going in when he was preaching and where he was traveling when he was being led by the Holy Spirit. He knew that persecution was coming. He knew that the unbelief was there. He knew that people hated not him but the Christ that was in him. And he knew all of these things. But he said in verse 24 of Acts chapter 20, he said this, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish the course with joy in the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. None of these things are going to stop me because I know that greater is he that is in me than he that's in this world. And I want to tell you, you're not the only one facing persecution. You're not the only one facing a troubling time. You're not the only one battling a bondage. You're not the only one who feels all alone. I want to tell you and remind you again that God said, I will not leave you comfortless. He wants you to come. He wants you to respond to his draw. Romans 8 and 31. I, I want you to go ahead and stand while I read this scripture. 31 through 39 of Romans chapter 8. They're going to sing about this here in just a moment. It says, what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He who spread not his, spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. Yea, rather, who is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. I want to tell you, child of God, he's praying on your behalf. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, nakedness or peril or sword? It is written, for your sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded 
I need some persuaded folks in this place this morning. I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels or principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, neither nor height, nor depth, or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to end with this this morning. Do you believe or not? What you're believing for, what you've asked for, what you've prayed for, what you've tied out for, what's kept you up at night. And it might not be for you, it might be for somebody else. Do you believe he's able or not? Because I can tell you today he's calling some Lazaruses out of the tomb. He's calling you to come. And I want to ask you this morning, it's your choice, but I would encourage you to respond to the drawing of the Holy Spirit. Don't wait on somebody else. Respond to him today. Go ahead and say.
just feel like I need to tell some people in here. You don't have to live miserable. You don't have to live. He came, Christ came to give us life and more abundant. So that we can live and walk in peace and joy.
have not picked it up, it's in the back in the big coat cooler in the kitchen. Uh, it's got your name on it. And uh, if you're wondering what's going on in the back, you're more welcome to look. It's just dirty, but uh, anyway, we love you guys. See you tonight, 6 o'clock. And uh, be blessed.